Um, just, uh, I want to get Krista up very quickly um, to share. I ended off last week. I do feel we're moving in a new season. And uh, I do feel that, that uh, God is, is wanting to, to, to step into this new season, friends. We've got to shake off and let go of, of the old, to take hold of and to press into the new. And I feel like all that he did in the worship this morning is all about this new season. It's all about him. It's about lifting up Jesus. About, it's, just, it's about delighting in him. Everything else becomes secondary to just... And, and as we delight in him and as we focus on him, this new season, it's, in a, it's a season of abundance. I was, um, I was chatting with Celeste and, and I was uh, just chatting about how God's been taking me through, give us this day our daily bread. And how God's been teaching me that and how he's just been taking care of me every single day. And, um, and then she was just sharing how, I think, I don't know if it was Chris Valentin or, or somebody who was sharing and just saying how, remember in the bigger picture that God is a God of abundance. Don't get caught up in, give us this day our daily bread, get caught up in abundance. Amen? He came to give us life and to give it to us abundantly. So it's important that we get a revelation of the daily bread. In the daily bread, we get a revelation of that God is an overflow God, a mighty and awesome God. Amen. As we step into this new season, I really do. I prayed and I said, Lord, I know it's a dangerous prayer, but I wanted to pray it that I do believe there's coming a time of, 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 of financial abundance and breakthrough and overflow and the goodness of God. But I do feel that we have to um, put shake off all the other things and, and make him our delight. Amen. In this new season, it's kind of how we step into that new season of God's abundance. So, Krista, do you want to quickly come and share? Um, where is the mark? Thank you, yes. I just wanted to confirm that, uh, that word of, of grants because I just, a couple of weeks ago, I had a, a dream. And in the dream, I felt the Lord say, um, i got to watch. I don't want to like, stand and talk about the whole thing. But anyway, the end of it was that uh, what came out of it was. And I felt God say, it is the appointed time for the new season. And that through praise and worship, we declare and decree that new season because we agree with what is on his heart. And that even the rebellious and those things that everything that is not in line with God's word will come in line with the Bible. And then last week I had a dream and I saw and what came out of it was that I felt Holy Spirit say, sing a new song for the new season. So it is as we decree and, de and declare what God says, what is on his heart, what he is saying for the season and um, like even this morning with the name of Jesus, um, if we focus on that and we just declare who he is and we start looking for that and um, I don't know, my brain is going all over the place. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I had two sermons in my head. <laughs> They're fighting. <laughs> but... Um, Yes, let me leave it at that because I'm really getting confused now. In God, yeah. And also that, sure, you have a lot of dreams. Um, 
Let me, um, let's just turn quickly to Colossians, because um, we can, and it's a nice book. And I just want to check a scripture while we're turning there. Make sure I'm not smoking something. Um, Colossians chapter 3, verse 16. I just noticed you, sorry. <laughs> um, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Woo. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Um, I want to preach something next week, which I... I, 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 I uh, I don't think a lot of people have heard. That was just to try and get you to come back next week. No, that was just to tell you that I honestly, but I can't do it in the amount of time that we've got this morning. So I'm just going to go with as things are stirring in my heart. But let the word of God richly dwell within you. I feel like we've got to, we've got to realize just how amazing, how wonderful the word of God is. Make it begin to come alive and become rich inside of our hearts. And the way we do that, church, is, is to meditate on His Word, to let this new season captivate our hearts. You see, it's where we focus. So we can, we can be going through life and we can focus on, oh, look at this news. This person wants to change this law. This person wants to, to, to do this in this department or this government department or that or whatever, and that can be our focus, and we can, if that's our focus, then we can call prayer meetings and gather the church around and, and we can all shanda, or we can actually uh, let the Word of God richly dwell inside of us. We can focus on the Word of God. We can focus on the kingdom. We can focus on Christ. Let Him become big. Amen. Because here's the flow uh, in, uh, in terms of my understanding, in terms of the Bible is, He's given us His Word. People come and they say to me, but I don't know how to hear the voice of God. Um, just take one step back from that and just, first of all, let me say that He's given us His Word. Right? The way you approach this Word, church, is vital. You can approach it as if God is speaking or you can approach it just as a book. I think a lot of the time in the church, we, we approach the the Word of God, just like a book. That's why we have uh, discussions. That's why we have negotiations. Picture, picture this, this picture this morning as a church. Picture yourself in heaven right now, standing for the Lord and He's speaking to you. And try and picture yourself negotiating. I don't know if you can picture, I can't picture. In fact, I can't even picture myself looking at Him. I'll picture myself on the floor, actually. I, I, because... He's so good. Now, when, when it comes to His Word, what we've got to do is picture that He's speaking to us. We're looking into His marvelous face, and He's that good. And then there's no negotiating. It's simply His Word is truth. I believe it. Amen. So what God wants us to do is He wants us to meditate on this, not just read it, go quickly through it. He wants us to meditate on it. Now, this word meditate has been used a lot in religious circles and different places, whatever, and I'm not talking about, it's, it, I'm not talking about a physical position, I'm talking about a position of the heart. Meditation, the why it's, why it's vital and needs to be 
come back into the life of believers in the church, not just that we're trying to memorize Scripture, but that we meditate on Scripture, is because you get the Word of the Lord. You read the Word of the Lord. The Word of the Lord comes to you. You then meditate on it because you digest it, and then you pray it. I know this sounds basic, but it's, it's a lost art in the church. That's why we don't have such value for prayers, because we don't meditate on the Word. See, the Word is our prayer. But the Word of God, friends, we need to first tremble and value the Word of God. It's not negotiation, it's truth. So I take the Word of God and I begin to meditate on it, which is to mumble and to, to, to go over and over it and to, to, to read it and to to look at it and, 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 and ask the Lord to help me. And I, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, um, 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 it's, like, it's like eating and savoring and letting this word become part of me, uh, digesting it, letting it all become part, and then being able to now pray. It's kind of like, um, it comes to mind very quickly, James. Can we go to James chapter 5? Just help me, Lord, over this is coming out. James chapter 5. Let's just quickly go. It's Hebrews, James, right at the last few. James chapter 5. Just, just hear this. This is a... Just reading, say from verse 13, uh, this verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over you, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And he, if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another. They may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours and he prayed fervently that it might not rain and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. Then he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth bore its fruit. Now I'm reading those scriptures because I want you to understand uh, three things very quickly. As you meditate on the, on, the, on the word there and you understand the word, the first one is that there's a, a, a command to pray. So first is a command to pray. Then there's a promise, it says, because the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And then there's a story to confirm and to encourage us that Elijah prayed and there was rain. Now that, 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 little, that little story there epitomizes for me meditation. Because meditation takes the word. It's a command. It takes the word and makes the word dwell in me richly. There's a promise there for me. And then the Word of God becomes my story on the goodness of God. Are you with me in the process? So when you look at uh, 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 scriptures in the Bible and, and, and amazing uh, um, stories, um, like let's take Joshua this morning. Um, Joshua chapter 1, verses 7, I think it's 6, 7, and 9, it says, Be strong and courageous. It's encouraging Joshua to be strong and courageous, but chapter, I mean, verse 8, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 is the key. What does Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 say? 
Be careful. To meditate on the word day and night. That you may be able to do all that God has commanded you. Friends, how can you be strong and courageous unless you meditate on the word day and night? And when you meditate on the word day and night, you're able to do. Right? So God's declaring and is a, he is, He's commanding us as we read His word, as we hear His word, be strong and courageous. Then we have to meditate on His word day and night. We have to digest it. We have to get it inside of us so that we can live and do all that He's commanded us to do. Amen. What God was calling Joshua to do was, was not, nothing small, right? What God is calling us to do, what God is causing, calling us to, to step into and to live right now in this new season, it's going to take faith. It takes a stirring of the heart. It takes the Word of God to dwell in us richly. Amen. Okay, let's go to Psalm 1. I'll end with this. You're getting a live sermon. I'm getting it as it's happening in my head. So, what, Put your finger in Psalm 1 and just go to Psalm 19, um, just verse 14, I think it is. Verse 14. Ah, you're good, Lord. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Woo! That's our God. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart. God's cry to us today is... Meditate on his words. As you meditate on his words, your words that are in your mouth and the meditation of your heart will be acceptable unto him because it will be his word. Amen. Okay, Psalm 1. Let's quickly do Psalm 1 because it's, I'm hoping it's about meditation. Yes, it is. So, Psalm 1 quickly. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Let's quickly unpack that. We're going to do meditation quickly on the word. Let's unpack that very quickly. It said, blessed is the man. Blessed. Do you know what that word blessed means? If you have to go and do a study on it, you can go and look at the definition in the dictionary. But the best way to find out what the word actually means is to go do a study in the Bible. Um, and just look at the word blessed and see. Or, or a man that's blessed. You'll be quite surprised how little of that is financial and how much of that's got to do with the richness of the heart. Because blessed actually means to be totally happy in body, soul, and spirit. To be whole. To be at peace. To be, that mean, that's actually what it means, blessed. Now, I'm, I'm for prosperity, by the way. It's just... 
So everyone, I get sometimes people ask me that. They go, are you for prosperity? I'm for the Bible. And the Bible says that we're called to be prosperous. I'm for prosperity. I'm for us being blessed. I'm just not for dams. I'm for rivers. Amen? I'm for the natural. I'm not for, I'm for God's design. I'm not for man's design. Amen? Man creates dams because he stopped trusting in the Lord. Boom, drop the microphone. Okay. Blessed is the man. So we're talking about a blessed man. Who's this man? Blessed is the man, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. That's a blessed man. He meditates day and night. But now let's just quickly uh, unpack this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Off the straight away there, if you just look at, just identify those three lines, there's three threes there. Who walks, nor stands, nor sits. Walks, stands, sits. In the council, in the way, in the seat. Council, way, seat. Wicked, sinners, scoffers. Right? Three threes. So straight away you have to identify and ask the Lord, meditate on it and say, ask the Lord, like, okay, how does that work? Because watch the flow here. That's what's important. Watch the flow. He walks, he stands, he sits. Is it, a, is it a full throttle action? He's walking, then he slows down, he's just standing, then he's sitting. So the flow is from full tonk down to slow tonk, or is it the other way around? The way we can find out if it's on the other way around is, is just have a quick look at the next set of three. So who walks, stands, sits, then counsel, Way and seat. So the first one is a bit of counsel. Guys are chatting, throwing out ideas, saying, saying a whole bunch of stuff. Hey, you know, I, I, I suggest, I, I wouldn't believe the Lord. I, 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 I wouldn't tithe. I think that's garbage. Just a little bit of counsel. The next one for me is who stands in the way. Now, all of a sudden, it's not just a bit of counsel. Now, it's a way. And then the next one says, uh, who sits in the seat. Now, it's not just a way. Now, he's actually got a seat at the table. The first one was just the counsel of the wicked. That's just general counsel of the ungodly. Now, it's... He stands in the way of sinners, directly opposed to the will of God, ways of God. Now, he sits in the seat of scoffers. Now, he's got a place at the table, and he's actually scoffing at the word of the Lord. So God said, blessed is the man who's not kind of hanging around where he's getting wrong counsel and ungodly counsel, nor is he actually not just walking, but now he's actually standing, he's operating in the way of sinners. So he's started to believe 
the counsel and the lies, nor is he now sitting at the table, joining in with the accusations and the, 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 the scoffing at the word of God. And, and, and can, are you catching this picture? Blessed is the man who doesn't, doesn't get involved in that. But blessed is the man who delights in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Friends, how do you and I stop ourselves? Because we live in this world. We operate, we operate, we go. We go places, we've got all different environments. We've got offices. We've got places where we sit. And there are people, friends, that are busy giving counsel, ungodly counsel, just stuff from the wicked. It's from the, the unsaved. They're just giving their own counsel. They're saying a whole bunch of stuff. It's very hard to, to, to not walk in that, in that place where that counsel's coming and, we, and we're like, oh, yeah, maybe they've got a point or whatever. Um, and, and, and it's very hard also to not uh, get into a, a way or a route um, because this is truth and because if we listen to this long enough or get involved with all of that, we actually, so, because I can and I like to be naughty. So these guys say, so tithing is is not so lacquer. So now all of a sudden, I'm thinking, no, tithing isn't lacquer. You know, it was all about the law. I'm free now. I'm all, I don't have to do any of that. So now I've created a way. Now I actually am starting to walk. Yeah, no, absolutely, this is the way. No, I don't have to tithe. I don't have to give. Um, God loves me. and He knows I need the finances and all of that. So now I'm walking in a way and eventually now I'm sitting at the seat and I'm around the table and people are going, yeah, oh, those idiots, you see what they're doing, whatever, yeah, oh, so crazy, those guys are, yeah, oh, no, it's so stupid, you know where they got it from and what happened and now I'm scoffing. It's very quiet in this Presbyterian church. Let me use another example. The only way you can deal with that church is to meditate on his word day and night. You have to put your focus on his word. So I go to his word and I ask him, help me, Lord. The richness, may the word of God richly dwell inside of me. I'm meditating on it day and night so that I can do what it tells me to do because under pressure, friends, wherever my focus is, is what leads me. Now, isn't this a beautiful psalm that it doesn't leave us there, but it carries on to tell us? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but in his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. Wow, three things. Three things he promises a man that will delight himself in the Lord, delight himself in the word of God, meditate on it day and night, the three things, friends. Isn't it beautiful, the first one is fruitfulness, planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. He promises a man that does this will be fruitful. It's his promise, it's his word, it will not return void. He's asking us to sing a song, hallelujah. That's what he means. His word says, Lord, if I meditate in your word day and night, I will be fruitful. First thing, fruitful. Second thing, uh, yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. Not only is he fruitful, but he's now durable. 
He do, he, if it doesn't rain, friends, his leaf doesn't wither. It's durable. It's not reliant on what's going on on the rain. It's, it's rooted in him. He has a person that stuff is going on, whatever, and that somebody, um, two people this morning, whatever, and I came in, they, they said something about my smile. Your smile is not rooted in what's going on in your life or around you. Your smile is rooted in Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, how can you smile at such a time like this? I can smile every day, all day. Because you can never take my Jesus from me. He is my sustaining joy. And so can we all. Amen? I'm not talking about moments when you can be grumpy. Whole day. You know, in this world we have taxis and things. <laughs> the reality is though, you can't take the smile away. It's that, God, you're so good. That's what it's trying to say. It's trying to say here that you'll be fruitful and that you'll be durable. You'll, your smile will just go through all seasons. And, and then all that he does prospers. It's a beautiful word, prospers. That doesn't mean your bank account sits at over 25,000 and you get bonus points. What it means is that you prosper. Everything that you do, it prospers. We, we, we know the word enough to know that there are seasons and times I have to learn to be content, ups and downs, all that. But everything that I'm doing is prospering. Amen. There's advancement. God's doing amazing stuff. I'm going. Sometimes God takes us to places where we have to push through the challenges, but the word of God is prospering. Amen. Marae is going to Argentina. The word that's inside of her will prosper. She might have the odd challenge. Doesn't the word still are you with me? I just want, so we, just so we get this. And then, the wicked are not so, but are like um, chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked shall perish. It's a beautiful reinforcing illustration just of the goodness of God and uh, how he knows us. Amen? He knows us. We can trust him that he knows us. So that's kind of uh, what I want to share. Oh, well, I've got two scriptures in my head. Um, can we turn to two more scriptures and I've landed? I don't know why they're there. Let me just read them. Um, 1 Peter chapter... Chapter 2, verse 24. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. And just read uh, Titus 2.14. You get Timothy and then you get Titus. Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify to himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. 
asking me the interpretation, Lord. <laughs> so when we go back to Psalm, very quickly, Psalm 1. It said, blessed is, is, the, is the man who delights himself in the law of the Lord. On his law he meditates day and night. Blessed is the man. If you jump to Psalm 32, uh, just verses 1 and 2, it says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. So when we talk about a blessed man, a blessed man whose sins and transgressions have been forgiven. His iniquity has been, has been uh, no longer counted against him. That's a blessed man. So now when we read those two scriptures, here's the, here's the beautiful beauty of this, of this analogy. Is that we stand here as blessed people because we have been forgiven of all of our sins. No iniquity count, counted against us. So we stand righteous. We stand in, in God, Right? But then he says, blessed is the man who delights himself in the law of the Lord and doesn't walk and sit and stand. What he's saying, we have the privilege as the people of God right now today, as you stand here today, is that you have been forgiven. You have been washed clean of all your sin. You are blessed. But he's also saying it's, we don't just stay there. We also are blessed, friends, not just because we're in that position, but because he wants us to walk. He wants us to walk in righteousness. Do I have to read the 1 Peter 2.24 and Titus 2.14 again? He redeemed us from those things so we could walk in His fullness, in His righteousness, right? So we meditate on the Word of the Lord so that we can walk in His fullness and, and what He's called us to. That's why Joshua, he called Joshua to do something. And to do that, he needed to be strong and courageous. But he could not be strong and courageous unless he actually meditated on the Word day and night. I'm encouraging you now that we are moving into a season as a church. We're moving into a season in God. It's a new thing. It's a new word. It's a, a season of prosperity. But the bravery is to be strong and courageous because what he's calling us to do, friends, is to be a blessed people that are meditate on the word day and night so that we can do what he's called us to do. If you do not meditate on the word day and night, you will not be able to do what he's calling you to do. And every single one of you, God, might be calling you to do a whole bunch of different stuff. There's words that will come forth. There are dreams. There are visions. There are, are impartations that God's going to give every single one of you in this new season. But in this new season, you need to delight yourself in the Lord. You need to meditate on His Word day and night so that you can do what He's called you to do. Otherwise, you and I will not be strong and courageous and not be able to achieve all that He's called us to do, friends. And we already are forgiven of all of our sins, friends. But the reality is, friends, there is a danger that we can actually end up walking in the way of the wicked or standing, walking in the counsel of the wicked or standing in the way of sinners or sitting at the seat of scoffers. Blessed is the man who doesn't get involved in that. Friends, we're living in a time where there's a lot of stuff going on, a lot of distractions, a lot of, we have to quieten ourselves down. We have to begin to meditate. The word is so full of it. Bible talks about, I think it's in Genesis 24, how, how um, I think, um, who would be in Genesis 24? Um, was it Isaac? Who went out into the field to meditate. We have to draw ourselves aside, we have to meditate on the word of the Lord. And I'm not talking about the hum, because what the hum means is you empty your mind. What the meditation in the word of God is, you fill, in the Bible, is you fill your mind with the word. 
You focus on the word, you begin to meditate on it. As you meditate on it, it comes alive inside of you. Friends, that's how you pray. Can I encourage you, don't pray unless you've read the word and you've meditated on the word, then pray. Because now when you pray, you're praying the word of God, you're praying declaration, you're praying faith, you're praying the fulfillment. Because <laughs> you are it. The word of God became flesh and dwelt amongst us. The word of God became living and active. So that's my encouragement. Those scriptures are trying to encourage us that this is why Jesus died. He died so that we could live not for lawlessness, but live for righteousness. And then in the Psalm 1, he starts to declare, I know the righteous. He knows you. And so this is a season now we can get excited and say, God, this is an amazing season. This is, this is confirmed. People are getting dreams. People are, it's, this is a new season. We're gonna step into this, and I do believe it's a season where God's gonna show forth his abundance. It's a season, friends, where the man is blessed, where he is not just uh, fruitful, not just durable, but he's also prospering in everything he does. But it's a man who's delighting himself in the law of the Lord. And the law of the Lord is simply the word of God. In the Old Testament, the law of the Lord, new understanding, the word of God. Day and night. Amen. Shall we stand? Okay, I will go and listen to this preach myself again and later <laughs> and just make sure that everything I said was, because it just came out. Was it Isaac? Yeah, Genesis 24. Can only be Isaac, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. So my heart is, I'm like, I'm, I'm like a, a bit of a, a tightly coiled spring in terms of what God's wanting to say and what he's wanting to do. Um, because I, I do believe this, it's, it's, it's awesome. But as he's kind of journeying with me and that, there's a, there's a process in all of this. There's a, I, don't you love how worship is, it's part of, it's not just a separate thing, it's part of our journey and our life. And just joining with the heaven song of singing hallelujah, uh, not the word hallelujah. Um, it's like if you ask anything in Jesus' name, it's, we get that, right? You don't just tag the name of Jesus onto everything that you ask and you'll get it. It's understanding that you're asking in his authority who he is. It's understanding the revelation of who God is. So when I'm asking for something, I understand the authority and the power and not just a name. Amen. So same here, we're just getting this revelation that it's not singing hallelujah. It's what hallelujah means. Every single one of us have a hallelujah inside of our lives and heart. Whatever we're believing for, whatever we're trusting God, whatever we're journeying, it's, it's, it's putting your faith, putting your trust, your dependence, everything on Him. It's delighting in the Lord. As we've been sharing over the last two weeks about delighting in the Lord, He gives you the desires of your heart because as you delight in Him, He is your desire. And it can even be a practical thing, whatever you're wanting, but it's still delighting in Him. Amen. So this is, we delight, how do we delight in the Lord? Today we learned we delight in the Lord by meditating on his word day and night, by honoring his word, giving it its rightful place, full honor. Let the meditation, let the, the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thee, O Lord. Psalm, um, that, you know, in the Psalms, Psalm 1, we just read Psalm 1, it's the beginning of the Psalms and the longest Psalm 119. The whole of Psalm 119 is about meditating. Psalm 119, I think it's verse 97, talks about um, that my meditation is, is on you all day. All day I'm just meditating on you. It's just, ooh. 
So that's my encouragement as we pray today, that we would meditate on Him. You don't have to, prayer isn't a set time, prayer is all day with the Lord, talking, meditating, chewing on it. It's the Word of God that's come inside of you, that's being released. It's, amen. Enough said. Father, I just thank you that we come as the family of God today. We're stirred up in our hearts, Lord. I thank you that no one came here by accident. I don't believe in, in just airy-fairy. I believe in purpose. I believe God is the author and the perfecter of your and my faith. Everything in the Bible from the beginning to the end, God is an incredible architect. Friends, you just have to read the Bible and He'll tell you exactly the size, the measurements, what materials are needed, what skills are needed, how to do it, when to do it, what to do. God is an amazing, very thorough planner. And I want to pray as I pray today over every single one of your lives that you did not come here by accident, but you came here because God wanted to speak to you. Because God wanted to impart to you another part of whatever the journey is of what you're doing in your life. But God wants to speak and declare over every single one of us that it's a new season, that there is a new song, and that in to step into this new season, you have to forget what lies behind. Whether it's hurts, whether it's wrong thinking, whatever it is, whatever you've journeyed, he's saying you've got to forget that. Behold, I do a new thing. You've got to behold it. Grab hold of it this morning. And the way you grab hold of it, church, is to meditate on His Word. To grab hold of His Word and begin to let that Word begin to nourish you, strengthen you. Begin to ask the Lord for revelations of who He is. To begin to delight ourselves in Him and Him alone. And let Him bring forth all that we need so that we would be strong and courageous, friends. Just Eben and Michelle, I, don't, I just had this on my heart. I'm just going to say it. You know I love you, so I'm going to just say it. Don't ever be afraid to declare the goodness of God, the miracle of God, the healing of God, Even in your own heart, it's by faith. The enemy wants to speak and to tell us, oh, no, be careful, don't say anything yet, don't do this, don't do that. In all of our lives, not just in theirs, but I just felt you, you, you boldly declare, you boldly proclaim the word of the Lord. That Michelle, you are healed in Jesus' name. That you are cancer-free. That that is a no-go zone for anything that's not the will and the plan, the purpose of God. I ask, Lord, that you would help us to be strong and courageous. And do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord, your God, is with you. You are with us, Lord. As we step into this new season, Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are beginning to open doors.
I want to prophesy and say, get ready for the surprises of God. Get ready for the suddenlies of God. Get ready for the doors. Get ready, Jordan, for the suddenlies. And the things of God begin to break open. Things begin to happen in your life, in our lives, where God does things that are beyond the understanding or the natural or the way things normally work. Begin to expect things that's not how they normally work, it's how God works. Begin to believe things that, of how God works, not how they normally work. Begin to trust Him. Begin to believe that God can be the God of acceleration. Trevor and Rochelle, that God can, can do above and beyond what you can ask, think, or imagine as you go to Thailand and, 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 and as you begin to try and put things together. Just believe for the impossible. I ask today, Lord God, that you begin to cause us to rise up as prayer warriors again. Not as religious prayer warriors, not as attenders to some religious prayer meeting, but as prayer warriors who have meditated and eaten the word of the Lord. That it's come alive, we've digested it, and now, Lord God, we are declaring it and speaking it, Lord, with boldness and with confidence. I pray today, Lord God, for every single person here, that they have come today, Lord God, this has stirred up their hearts, that has planted seeds in their hearts, Lord God, and I ask, Lord God, Holy Spirit, that you would seal whatever's been prayed today. I believe it's a divine word and divine appointment for people, Lord. And I ask that it would bring forth a harvest, Lord God, 30, 60, and 100 fold over our lives, Lord. And as I pray this, I'm gonna pray it again, Lord God. It's a dangerous prayer, Lord God, but I say thank you, Lord God, that through Jesus Christ dying on the cross, the windows of heaven were opened. And I thank you, Lord God, that you released, Lord God, all the fullness, all the wealth of heaven is at our disposal. But I thank you now, Lord, as we meditate on your word, as we trust you, Lord God, as we believe you, as we put you first, as you become the author and the finisher of our faith, Lord God. I thank you today, Lord God, that we begin to open the taps. I thank you, Lord God, that the finances begin to flow, that the prosperity and the wealth of God, Lord God, is being transferred from places, Lord God, where it has not been stewarded well into our hands, Lord God, for us to steward your wealth well in Jesus' name. I thank you right now, Lord God, for supernatural deposits to happen in bank accounts. I thank you, Father, for supernatural transfers from bank to bank, Lord God. I thank you, Father, for, uh, Lord, the truth about the checkers in the mail. Not the world's understanding, but the truth of it, Lord God, that, Lord, finances would come, even in the mail, Lord God, would come from places that we have nearly even thought about. I want to thank you today as a church, Lord God, that you, are, you have placed on people's hearts 24-7 church, that you have already stirred hearts to invest in this local church, that you've already stirred hearts, Lord God, to release funding into this local church. I thank you that you've already laid this church on other churches' hearts, Lord God, to come alongside us and to fund that which God is doing. I thank you that you love this family, Lord. I want to thank you that this remnant 
This group of people, Lord God, were born for such a time as this. And that, Lord God, there's an explosion of your anointing, of your plans and your purposes, Lord God, of health, of vigor, of strength, of boldness that is released over this church, Lord God, that's beginning to fill people's lives from the top of their head to the bottom of their toes, Lord God. There's a faith arising that's never been seen before, Lord. Never been walked in or experienced, Lord God. There's such creativity of faith, Lord. I just thank you now. I just release that in the name of Jesus over this place. And as I release that, Lord, I thank you, Father, for this building full in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that we do not have enough chairs to contain the goodness of God and the move of God and the love of God and the touch of God and the miracles of God in this place. That this is no longer just an oasis, Lord God, but it's a fountain and a river that's flowing, Lord God. And it's going to flow out of these doors into this community and touch many lives. So I thank you today, Lord God. I speak that by faith now and I release it over every single person, Lord. And I just thank you for every heart here, Lord. I thank you for your hand upon them. I thank you, Father, for the blood of Jesus and the angels around every single person, every single family. I ask that you would watch over them as families, Lord God. Protect them, Lord God. But I thank you, Lord God, that we can trust you because you're good. And I thank you, Lord God, that this will be a sign and a wonder that it's not by might and it's not by power and it's not by our own strength and it's not by what we do and it's not by logic and it's not by a normal flow. It's gonna be only by the Spirit of God that only you and you alone get the glory in the name of Jesus. Speak life and blessing over every single person here in the name of Jesus. Be blessed. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing of God that flows today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All the people said? Amen. Amen. So be it. If you're needing prayer, please come to the front.